You're listening to the Co-Creator Network. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Good afternoon. Welcome to Why Shamanism Now, a practical path to authenticity with your host, Christina Pratt. Director of the Last Mask Center for Shamanic Healing. She's talking about how shamanic skills can bring us to physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being, especially when nothing else can. Now, here's your host, Christina Pratt. Welcome, everyone, to Why Shamanism Now. This is your host, Christina Pratt, and I'd like to begin our proceedings here today by calling out to the helping spirits to be with us. So let's all take a nice deep breath in and a nice long exhale out and then open up our hearts and our minds to call out to all those who are good and true and beautiful in our ancestral lines and to call out to these well ancestors to be with us here in these times. We call out to all of those who have survived times of great uncertainty times of uh, the unknown moving deeply and powerfully in our lives, those times when there are many, many variables and there is a feeling that no one is in control. Let us call out to those ancestors that have ridden through these times in the past and can lean in and help us to understand how to make wise choices in pandemic times. So we call out to these ancestors to be with us here today to help to inspire the living to be wise, to be creative, to be inspired in how they go forward in these days to open up the possibility of a new future for those who are coming. And let us reach past those human ancestors to our ever older ancestors, all of those spirits of nature and energies Uh, that inhabit this globe with us, be they the geography, be the elements, the plants, animals, insects, all that make up the great cycle of life, including the microbes. We call out to all that makes the great web of life strong and whole and magnificent in its diversity and its harmony. We call out to these energies to help us to see the beauty and the complexity and to find the awe in all life around us. As we call out to these more ancient ancestors to be with us here today, may they come in in their many forms and to help us, the humans, navigate a course in this time. And so as the ancestral helping spirits in their many forms come in to circle around us here today, reach up and out and grab yourself wherever you might be and begin to draw yourself in, into your mind. Take another deep breath, draw yourself down into your heart and take another couple deep breaths and draw yourself down into your belly. Another nice deep breath and extend your energy down to the earth, reaching down through the layers of nature into earth herself and take a moment to give thanks for your life, for all that is in this day, for all that has been that has brought you to this moment and all that will be. Give thanks for life on earth and choose to be grounded in that life and send your energy down through all the layers of the earth to the very center of the earth and take a moment imagining this extension of your own energy into the center of the earth and anchor yourself firmly there. Let your own imagination discover a way to do that for you that feels real and true in your own imagined reality. And then draw that earth's energy up all the way up to the layers of the earth into your body, drawing into your body the wisdom of manifestation, how to be here in form in a good way. And we draw up restoration and rejuvenation, the nourishment that rises up out of the earth and a connection to that energy that supports all that we would call abundance here on earth. We call up that energy that is before it becomes 10,000 things. And as we draw that energy up into our bodies, let us be filled with the energy of the earth and remind ourselves who we are, where we stand, what we stand for, and what has heart and meaning. 
And may we build our life based on these things that motivate our heart. And as we stand clear within ourselves, let us take a nice deep breath into the self-reflection of this time. And we ask the energy of the earth and all of its great teachings about connection and interconnection to help us to connect more intimately with all aspects of ourselves. To connect even better with those around us to connect with the spirits of nature and to connect with the invisible world and to do so in a way that is real and meaningful and allows dialogue and understanding and education. And as we connect in this way, breathing in and out into all of our interconnections and the many layers of life here on earth, let us ask that we can come into right relationship with ourselves in this day. And see that right relationship as part of the great fabric of oneness. And we draw that oneness up from our belly to our heart and our heart to our mind. Not only on the days that we have that magic feeling of oneness, but as an action of faith, particularly on those days that we do not. We draw that energy up and let it go with us up and out the top of our head, out through the sky above, whatever weather it holds out through the atmosphere, that thin blue line, and all the way up into the cosmos, reaching all the way to the highest power of the universe. And by whatever name you know this energy, by however you conceive of it to draw that energy down, drawing it down through all the layers of the sky, into your head, into your day, into these proceedings. And in this way, choose to call in the energy of blessings. And to see them around you, to call in the energy of protection and to allow your own innate energy wisdom to create that protection for yourself and for others who are less fortunate. We draw this energy in for inspiration and illumination, for guidance. We call this energy in and draw it all the way down through our body, from our head to our heart, our heart to our belly, our belly and all the way down to the center of the earth. And in this way, we choose to connect our own energy to the energies above and the energies below. We allow ourselves to be a connection between these two great wisdoms. And as these wisdoms come together in our own heart, in that big love, let it awaken the energy of our own heart. Let the spirit of your heart come alive with that which is uniquely you. And draw up the fiery passions of your belly, that deep, deep, deep knowing of why you are here and draw down the crystal clarity of the mind that is able to look around you to see what is real and to make choices. We call these energies together so that we could connect to the power of choice and manifestation. And may you find that thing in your heart that you most want to manifest in the world. And bring your gifts into the service of that, that which you must manifest as an expression of your heart and your uniqueness and your purpose here in the world. And for all the spirit help that you have to do that, I give thanks. Take a moment and give thanks. We ask that what needs to be heard be heard, what needs to be said be said here today, and that these proceedings go forward in a way that is good for all living things. So I'd like to give a special thank you here to farm workers, to truckers, to all the people that are keeping things moving in this time, to people that are stocking the shelves and working the registers. I'd like to give gratitude to everyone in the healthcare services, those people that are keeping the electricity on, those people that are keeping the communication lines open, those people that are bringing supplies uh, to the hospitals for the, those who are offering the scientists who are stepping forward to offer us real information so that we can make informed decisions and to all of those parents who are working from home and parenting at the same time. <laughs> Bless you. And thanks to all of you who are staying home and doing your own things the best that you can and learning how to be you without the many distractions that fill most of our lives. Finding your own sense of humor and creating ways to support others around you who may be less fortunate. 
And so today's show is Fear and Grounding in a Pandemic Time. And we are live here today. And if you have any questions about today's topic, <laughs> thinking, oh God, everybody's home, everyone's going to call in. Anyway, you're welcome to call in at 512-772-1938, or you can Skype in from the co-creatornetwork.com site. If you do so, please keep your questions on topic. And you are welcome to email me at christina at lastmaskcenter.org, where you will also find our online offerings at this time. So, um, I've been spending several weeks with the rest of you in a crash course called How to Live as a Good Human Being in a Pandemic. Hopefully, next time this comes around, and believe me, there will be another, because this is what we have all collectively created as a result of climate change, as a result of our hunger for fossil fuels, etc., etc. So, the question is, are we learning anything? Right. So, are you learning the numbers you need to pay attention to to understand that what is a new virus will actually become a pandemic? Will you know in the future when it is time for you to self-quarantine? Right Before anybody bothers to tell you, let's learn all of this now. So, at this point, I trust that everyone is very actively engaged in whatever they need to do to help uh, the whole planet do what it needs to be doing, that you are engaged in your self-quarantine, that you are appropriately social distancing when you do need to go out and you are doing so with grace and kindness to other living things and that you are remembering wherever possible to get out in the sunshine, to get out in nature, not in droves and clusters, but in solitude and that you are cultivating a renewed capacity for self-reflection for being with yourself without distraction and for listening to those inner voices you usually utterly succeed in ignoring. And I trust that you're doing the things you need to be doing based on whatever your work is here in the world or based on the fact that you have just lost your work for the moment in the world, that you're doing what you need to be doing whether your officials are telling you to do so or not. Because you have the capacity to be your own true leader. So while we are cloistered, I hope that we're also being creative and not numbing our minds, binge watching uh, shows and movies and overwhelming our uh, internet connections for those of us who have it. Uh, but hopefully you're being creative and thinking about things like, wow, what are those people that don't have the internet doing right now? And how could we create a world so that that reality didn't exist? Right? Let's be creative. How can we be engaging in this time in a way that we create a different reality on our way out the other side? Because we will come out the other side. And yes, there will be some people who aren't with us. There are many of you know people who have already died. And yes, some will. Not most of us. But the issue here is what world do we want to live in on the other side? So one thing to begin to practice, the easy stuff, is practicing how can you support others in your community. For example, right now, many of you don't know, but Portland is uh, notorious for many things, um, beer and piercings, but also Powell's Books. Powell's Books had... Um, rare books and used books and um, self-published books all on the shelves with all the regular books. Um, I don't know what you call a first-run book, like a first-run movie. But anyway, Powell's has been innovative. It's an entire block of bookstore. It's really book reader heaven. And right now it is quite literally in the danger of closing for all time. And so if you're bored and you think, maybe I want to buy a book, don't buy it on Amazon. Go online and buy it at Powell's. Powell's.com in Portland, Oregon. Or maybe your own local bookstore. Right? Buy art, for example. Remember that some people, some restaurants have found a way to be able to safely create takeout. Right? Uh, 
hire your consultants that you work with online, get that problem on your computer fixed right now, for example, um, that you might have been putting off. Uh, you can purchase gift certificates, consider making a larger tip just for the fun of it. And of course, keep your cash in your mattress for now because Lord knows it's not doing you any good in the stock market and pay with your credit cards because it's more sanitary. So even if your life just came crashing down and understand for many of us, this is very true. It is still an opportunity for us to consider while so much is in flux. What world do we want to create on the other side? How can we use our time at home to become part of how we travel the course of this pandemic into a new version of daily reality? What if we decide to ride this out in a way that does not go back to how things were, but goes forward? Clearly, we want our favorite small businesses to survive, supplies on our shelves, and kids back in school. That we want those lives that have already been trashed by these changes to have new jobs, to access social services, um, and find a way to economically regroup, among other things. What I mean about going forward in a different way is in the sense of not just reestablishing the factors of everyday life that are part of how we got here in the first place. These are small changes we can all make and what we have been shown is that our small changes are not linear changes. They're not even changes on an incline. They are exponential changes or they have exponential power when we make these small changes. And so how do we choose to use this time in a way that is not uh, the grip of fear trying to go back to how things were, but to accept what is and move forward? And how do we do so in a way that we reach out and help others who may be more challenged by this than we are. How do we go forward together into a new reality? All right. One of the first things that needs to happen is that we address fear and that we learn how to be in relationship with fear. And I'm saying, saying this with a great uh, gratitude for the richness of understanding that we have from all of the work done in trauma healing in the recent couple decades, soul retrieval work, which has been going on for thousands of years, and good old-fashioned human experience. What we know is that we aren't our calm, creative, and compassionate best when we're in fear. Now, granted, we aren't supposed to be. When we are in clear and present danger, we need to take immediate action. Right? Our brains are hardwired to do that. Um, that. That mechanism that helps us decide immediately what to do when we are in clear and present danger is part of the sympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system pumps really powerful chemicals into our body so that we can do extreme and definitive things, often referred to as fight or flight, but it's bigger than that. The most important thing is you understand you have a sympathetic nervous system. It is wired to respond to your fear. It's also important to understand that when that danger is not clear, when it's not present in our immediate space, we actually need to learn to turn that mechanism off because constantly cycling in that response, um, it's often referred to as a cortisol response because it's one of the main chemicals the body uh, squirts into our system when we're responding with our sympathetic nervous system, that the constant cycling in fear 
when the fear is not clear and present, right, uh, creates a constant cortisol response, which begins to affect the brain and how the brain develops. Now, it's important to understand that while that is true, it is also true that we can affect our brain and how our brain develops. So in other words, we are not the victims of our cortisol response. So here's the thing, right? When, we, when the danger isn't clear and present in our immediate space, we actually need to be calm and creative and curious and compassionate. And we specifically need those qualities now because while the need to act is immediate to self-quarantine, to take basic new extreme hygiene um, choices, that this is real and present now, that in reality, for the majority of us, for the moment, are actually physically safe. That distinction between I am worried about my future and I am in immediate danger now. And that's the, the, the distance that we need to parse here in uh, coming into right relationship with our fear. And right now, what we need, what the world needs, is us to learn to turn off that sympathetic nervous system. For most of us, the danger is not immediate. And we need to start being curious and compassionate and calm. And so we need to learn to turn on the parasympathetic nervous system. And one of the things that is most important about making the shift for you all right now is the sympathetic nervous system, the one that is triggered by a fear response, shuts down your gut because when you're responding to clear and present danger, you don't need to be digesting food. You need to be doing something else. The rest of your body that is reacting or responding to that moment needs your blood, right? The parasympathetic nervous system allows you to digest, allows you to breathe, allows you to do all of those things that support your immune system. So this is the really important thing for us right now, for all of you who want to argue for why you get to stay in fear, is in doing that, you are trashing your immune system. And what we all need right now Yes, is love, sweet love, but also a really healthy immune system right now. So I'm begging you to please learn to step out of your fear, to learn practices that will allow you to turn on your parasympathetic nervous system, allow it to do what it does, which is turn on your gut to help you digest well, to help you to breathe, to help you to move out of that cortisol response and settle in to being playful, spontaneous, creative, grounded, happy. The ability to see the humor in what is otherwise really hard to bear. And it allows you, the parasymp- I think of the parasymp- parasympathetic nervous system as giving us what we need to bounce. And the sympathetic nervous system makes us brittle and makes us break. And so let's all gain some bounce. Okay, so how will we do that? So it's very important to be able to recognize, okay, I, I have these two systems and I have the power to choose. Okay, and that I can recognize that I'm in fear that I'm cycling in fear and I can choose to stop those thoughts, choose to calm that sympathetic brain response and begin the process of turning on the parasympathetic nervous system. One of the most important things is to be able to calm down enough, to question your thinking enough, right, to begin to discern What is the true root of your fear? Because its true nature will guide you on the path that you need to learn from. In other words, we tend to just go, ah, I'm in fear. But not all fear is created equal. Not that it's not all valid, 
but it's not the same. So are you in fear, true survival fear, because you just got laid off from a business that is likely going to close? Right? Or all of that amazing work that you've done to cultivate the, the skills that you have and these gifts and you, you've got those four contracts finally to bring those unique gifts into the world and they all canceled in the last three weeks. That th- this is real in the sense that it turns on your survival fear. Because we have this not direct relationship anymore with survival, since most of us are not hunters and gatherers, right? And so our job then tends to be connected to what we actually experience as survival fears. So while survival fears are real, the question we have to step back to is, am I in danger right now in this moment? Because in this moment... I need to calm down so I can be creative about the future, so that I can be calm and make decisions about the future. Okay. So in other words, we, ha- we can have these real survival fears. And people are in it right now, so be kind to each other. There are people that are really challenged right now in very real ways. There are also fear patterns that are patterned by past trauma person is not in that trauma now hopefully right but the response has been patterned in the past there are others that in the dynamics of the moment you are touching the kind of anxiety or hopelessness that arises when we are close to the remnants of our soul loss close to the evidence of that and beginning to feel that place and not knowing what to do Another kind of fear, this is kind of the fourth on my list, another kind of fear is when we're connecting into an aspect of ourself we have marginalized as we adapted to survive and fit in the dysfunction of our own family. That's an entirely different kind of fear. There's another kind of fear that is generated by the fact that by the virtue of our birth, We are forced daily to engage with an unjust system that is so, so much bigger than we are. And there's also the fear that many people have for no reason other than the fact that they have developed a habit of living outside of their body. Not for any reason, just because they do. Because they have not yet learned to choose to be present and to ground. These are all valid fears you might be feeling right now. They're all real. They all feel real. They are not all the same. Every single one of these kinds of fears has a path of transformation you can walk. They are just different paths. And this is why if you have a tendency to go into a fear response, and many are right now, more so than usual, Right? You need to be able to breathe and to ground and to calm down enough to parse the nature of the fear. And if you need help, to reach out to those people that can help you to do that. But it's very important to understand what fear am I trying to step out of right now? They all trigger the same kind of response. They all feel equally real. But each one is asking for its own path out. Each path has many teachers who could assist you in finding that path. This is not just promotion for Last Mass Center or even just promotion for shamanic healing. Because honestly, if the issue you're facing right now is about your work, getting a soul retrieval is not real helpful right now. You need to be reaching out to other kinds of help and assistance. Right. If the issue is um, you just choose to not live in your body, right? Then treating that as trauma isn't real helpful right now. As many people simply don't take that level of adult responsibility for their energy body hygiene to just choose to live in their body. 
Not everyone is not in their body for a traumatic reason. For a lot of people, it's just a habit. And so learning to ground is what they need, not deeper trauma therapy or even a soul retrieval. Now, in the process of learning to live in your body, you may come upon some of these other things. But that's not really what I'm talking about today. What I'm talking about today is how do you, at this time, move yourself out of fear so that you can begin to take actions, one, to address any real fear, fear um, inducing factors you need to address in your life. But more importantly, in the bigger picture for all of us, that we can move out of paralyzing fears, cycling fears while we're quarantined, frankly, and make decisions to move us into a better future. And I'm not just saying solipsistically make yourself a healing project while you're quarantined, not that that can't be part of what you're doing, but that what we we all want to be thinking about because this is the most powerful way to ultimately get out of fear is to participate in the co-creation of a different daily reality for your everyday folk. Because one of the most surefire remedies around fear, especially fear being generated by the anxiety that comes from feeling powerless, is to choose to use your power. Is to stand up and choose, make a choice, and to support that choice with your practices so that you're able to stand on that choice and then make the next one. And that is how we walk a path to a different future. It is not some dramatic leader riding in on a white horse um, or flying in on a spaceship or whatever it is you might think is going to happen that someone else is going to lead you out of this. This is a moment for you to be fed up with your own cycling and choose to lead yourself out of your own fear so that you can join with everybody else who's also leading themselves out of their own fear into what is really going on here and what is the potential that exists because of this chaos that did not exist before. What are the dangers that are present and how do we go forward in a way that either turns that danger into a gift or avoids falling into that same hole again? How do we go forward together into something new? I am not saying I have any of those answers. All I'm saying is that to participate in that project, we need to not be using uh, sympathetic brain fear thoughts because that is a guaranteed recipe for creating exactly the same thing over again. Okay. So <clears throat> how do we move out of our fear in a real and meaningful way? The main thing we need to do, and for many of us, we need to do this just to be able to parse out what kind of fear are we in? Are we in this existential fear because we are not in control of the future that's happening. The, the work life we've created for ourselves has collapsed one more time and we don't know what's going to happen. That's an existential fear. Are we overwhelmed by our emotions and afraid because we feel out of control? Different kind of fear, right? Or are we simply feeling an old familiar friend, that old familiar trauma, fear, pattern being triggered by what's going on around us. Each a different kind of fear. But to parse that for ourselves, most of us, myself included, need to recognize first that I'm in fear, not reality, I'm in fear, and to choose to step out of it. And that begins by taking the steps to become grounded in the moment. Now, right now, all over the internet, everybody, their dog, parakeet, and cousin has a free online process for you to do 
to move out of fear or to boost your immunity, one or the other. But of course, moving out of fear will boost your immunity if you turn on your parasympathetic parasympathetic nervous system. Okay, so my personal feeling around being able to parse our fear accurately and choose a path to move out of that fear in a more lasting way is that we learn to be grounded. And grounding is not visualizing your happy place out there in your mind and imagining there's a tree in your happy place and imagining yourself at the tree being grounded by the tree. That's not grounding, right? That's continuing to cycle in your head. When you come back from that little visualization, your fears will already still be all in place. Okay. So it isn't even about going outside into your yard and hugging a tree. Right. I know I've discussed this many times before on other podcasts, especially in particular the energy body hygiene series. I'm not going into that again today. So what I'm inviting you to do is just to breathe. Just to feel your breath moving in and out. No special breathing. No super magic breathing. Just breathe. And feel your breath going in and out. And just take a moment in your mind as you're breathing and ask yourself, are you really going to die in this moment? Like in any real way. If not, then you can close your eyes and just breathe. And then ask yourself, what is going on in your mind? Is that picture of the COVID-19 virus just pulsing in your brain with its little scary red pokers poking out? Choose to visualize a beautiful, luminescent, white blood cell instead. Choose what's in your mind. You're not a victim. Choose what you allow your mind to be with. And then drop out of your mind. Let yourself move down out of your mind into your body. You can imagine being in your body in any way that works for you. Mine is really simple. I just think of a little ball of consciousness in my head. And then I let it become heavy. Now granted, I scuba dive. So I know actually how hard it is to sink. Right? We float. Many of us are afraid of water and we don't realize this. It's actually hard to go down. So just let my mind, it's like breathing out all the air in my lungs and letting the consciousness sink. Moving down as if I was moving down through all of these beautiful layers of water, this beautiful undersea world of my inner space and just letting my consciousness become heavy to become slow to become silent and sink and letting your awareness be in your body and not try to escape not need to check your phone Not need to do this or jerk to do that, but just sink in to your inner space. And for some of you, that may be the practice you can do today. So do it twice today. And maybe tomorrow you can take the next step. And as you move down into your body let your imagination bring in a plant something from the green world to bring in a plant I personally like a lily it's old and traditional and works well but bring in a plant and now for those of you that just kicked out of this visualization because you don't have a good imagination quote unquote that you're not creative or that you can't visualize visualize i'm going to call you all on that because i'm pretty clear 
every single human being on the earth masturbates. And I'm pretty sure when you're masturbating, you're visualizing. (laughs) So (laughs) some of you are visualizing when you're having sex with your partner that you're self-quarantined with. The point here is you all visualize. You also compartmentalize. So in your own inner awareness, visualize yourself walking into the room where you keep sex and masturbation and all things that turn you on. Grab your imagination that's alive and well in your sexy room and ask your imagination to please come join you. You have a few other things you need to do and you'll be back to join them later on today. So march a little imagination out of the sexy room in to your nice calm place of your inner being, right? Let the sexy room door close for now and ask your imagination to help you imagine an extremely sexy plant. (laughs) But my point is question the you that says completely unreasonable things like you can't visualize or you have no imagination. You're a human being for goodness sakes. Okay, so we've got a nice sexy plant going on, right? Beautiful colors, all the lush textures of the petals or the leaves. And invite and allow that plant, whatever it is that you have chosen, to teach you through its own innate wisdom how to send your energy down into the earth. There is no right way to ground. As long as it's real for you. And it's not you reaching out there to the plant to use its grounding for the moment as like a loner, right? It's about you drawing that plant in and letting its wisdom teach you how to move your energy down to the very center of the earth and to connect there. And just as plants draw the nourishment up from the earth to literally draw the energy of the earth up through your imagination and into your body, not not in a picture outside of your body, but to draw the earth's energy up and into your body in the same way a plant draws the nourishment of the earth literally as molecules up into the plant. So draw the earth's energy up into your body, into your bones, into your muscles. Just let your imagination keep making it real. Your imagination does this for you all the time. Let it do it here now. Letting the energy of the earth fill your cells with its cool and refreshing, calming presence. And let it fill all the way up your legs, into your pelvis. And let this energy of the earth be like this blossoming plant. For me, I like a lily because it just opens and then it rests there on the surface of the water, so still, so serene, balanced between the realms. And then you draw that earth energy up for me and let the next lily blossom and rest in my belly. I draw draw it up again, Letting it blossom and open and relax in your solar plexus and in each space of your body. It doesn't matter if you know what different chakras are about. It doesn't matter. It's just about letting the space of your body be filled with your imagination by energy that knows how to be grounded and allowing your own energy body to learn from the plant. Let it blossom up into your heart, drawing the energy up into your heart even as the roots of your being are extending down. At this point in time, most of you have absolutely forgotten whatever you were afraid of. 
and let it drop. Let this energy blossom up into your throat, opening up your throat for breathing, for speaking. You might feel like you need to stretch your mouth open, stretch your tongue out like a big lion roaring, letting your moving your head around, letting your neck release, rolling your shoulders, allowing all the tension held in the shoulders and neck, especially those of you that are online all the time now, letting it relax, letting it be filled by the power of blossoming, the blossoming of that flower, that plant within you. And now allow this earth's energy to really rise up into your mind. And here is the place if you really cycle with a lot of scary stuff going on in your brain right now. Let the waters, let your imagination shift from your plant to the water. This this silver energy that we've drawn up like a spring rising up out of the earth up into our mind and let it wash things away. Just let it be easy. Let all of these crazy ideas cycling in your head be washed away. Let it be a great flood of silver restoration and replenishment and refreshment just like a beautiful clear water on a hot, hot day. Let your mind be cleansed and cleared and see if you can let your mind go to stillness. Not try to control your thoughts. Just keep bringing up this flow of the energy of the earth to wash out your brain and just tell it's really just nothing. Even if it's just nothing, just that stillness for a moment and enjoy that moment. Now, your grounding could go on into many visualizations and many practices. All of those practices will be more beneficial for you if they are all based in your own choice and practice to be grounded. And that's what's important is that grounding is a practice. And uh, what's important important about that practice is in that practice of being grounded and stilling and calming yourself you allow your parasympathetic nervous system to come back online you allow your gut to start working again your breath to release your diaphragm to relax and all the many things that allow you to simply be a highly functioning human here in the everyday right it's important for this, this uh, teaching yourself to not be in fear, to the best of your ability, if you can figure out how, while still maintaining your, maintaining your six feet and essentially staying self-quarantined, to sweat. You'll all sleep better if you sweat every day. And it's important to find a way for us to move our bodies and to move out of the stagnation, right? It's important to cultivate this inner sense of self. And ultimately, possibly, getting to a place where you could even engage with the help of spirit and maybe journey to find the deeper root of that fear from a place of curiosity and compassion for yourself, um, trying to stay out of that cycling in the mind that is so engaged with that fear. And as you calm the fear and can be more grounded, a really important thing is to then take action. Take some new action that you haven't done before to continue to engage and explore and enjoy that parasympathetic nervous system. So there's a couple other things going on right now that would be other ways that you could uh, begin to cultivate this ability to be grounded and then take action, to choose to move out of your fear, to ground yourself and take action. So one of them, time sensitive, April 1st. Sandra Ingerman is going to be doing a free online event, which will include a healing ceremony and shamanic practices for those who are inclined in that way. You can go to the Why Shamanism Now Facebook page 
and a link to register for that free event is there on that page. Um, it's an opportunity to learn new practices for calming your fears, for optimizing your health and strength, and for continuing something like the visualization I just did to move up to the radiant divine spiritual light and to do something for the benefit of all. And so when I talk about action, I want to reinforce this, doing something for the benefit of all. This is not in a way that you ignore your own circumstances and don't take care of yourself, but honoring your limits and boundaries, having healthy boundaries, taking action that is not only beneficial for you, but is beneficial for others, generous towards others, kind to others, helps to turn on your parasympathetic nervous system. It helps to engage in your own health and well-being in a much larger way, and it helps us create a new world going forward in which we are kinder and more compassionate. Okay, so another really great resource right now is the Shengzhen Online School. That is spelled S-H-E-N-G. S-H-E-N-G, it's first word, and then Z-H-E-N. Z as in Z, H as in hen, <laughs> E-N. Um, the free online school is a huge range of Qigong practices, meditation practices that are available, taught beautifully by a master teacher and available for you online. They are having a free online class Thursday, two days from now. Uh, Thursday would be March something or other. Um, at 8 a.m. But more importantly, the online school is there all the time and it's always free. And they have a grounding practice. Check it out. I also encourage a meditation they share called a union of three hearts. I've been doing that a lot in my self-quarantine. It's very helpful connecting you to the earth, connecting you to humanity, connecting you to the greater cosmos and back again in your own body. There's another beautiful practice for those of you that are really challenged right now in your heart, really congested around what you're feeling, what to do. There's a beautiful practice called Awakening the Soul. It's a seated Qigong practice. It's excellent for the situation you're, you, that we many of us find ourselves in. They're great resources. So as we're coming to the end of our time here, I want to share um, something, a story, real story. So I was in New York City, September 11th, 2002. So for those of you that are still in the grounding visualization, I'll do the math for you. That's a year after the events of September 11th in New York City with the Twin Towers. And the city was in grieving, was grieving still, actually, and of, and there was a great uh, deal of memory coming up at that time and beautiful memorials being done. Um, I have no criticism for New York and New Yorkers at all in sharing this story. Things were, on, were done honorably and uh, with great grace. And in the days that followed... There was this, um, whatever the equivalent is of a pallor that would come over your face, this, this, whatever the equivalent is of a pallor came over New York City. And as we felt into that, we realized something very simple, which is at the time that the towers came down, New York City was thrown into this time of incredible kindness and compassion, of enormous hours spent in volunteering and really coming together to help create uh, what needed to happen at that time. And many people felt that at, at, the, at the time the events happened that they were changed by that permanently and they would be forever different after this horrific event. And yet a year later, the pallor that came over the city was caused by many people realizing 
it hadn't actually changed them much at all. That isn't to say many people weren't completely changed by that event. Many people lost loved ones. That's not the point of the story. The, uh, the point of the story is about everybody else who believed they would be changed by something so horrific and yet found a year later that they really hadn't been. And that brings that question up in the heart and the mind is what is it going to take for me to change? And so I'm asking us all that now. What is it going to take for us to change? What is it going to take for us to make the small personal choices that add up to a big collective choice that manifests us, humanity, living in the world in a qualitatively different way? What if this pandemic we are consciously and interconnectively experiencing right now could be that thing? That thing that it is enough to inspire us not just to respond in the moment, to feel the kindness, the compassion, the creativity, that which can come out of us, but to choose to make changes now. And by that, I really literally mean to learn new ways of being now so that we emerge from the other side of this curve, however flat or not flat it ends up being, in a new world, in a world that doesn't contain whatever it is about the old world that you really feel is not acceptable, is dehumanizing, and is setting us up for the next pandemic. Because how we address this now will define that future. So the ancestors reminded me as I was sitting preparing today for the day and for the show, they reminded me that all the important decisions in my life have not been made from a place of calm and careful, well-thought decision-making. That not the decision to start Why Shamanism Now Absolutely not. Not calm, careful decision-making, not thinking things through at all, not uh, leaping into uh, two, two, three years ago into learning how to do online classes in a way that I would feel was were competent, right? None of this decision-making was calm or careful, right? And even if we go back to decisions that bring us the cycle teachings and anything else. Again, not calm, not careful, not proud of it, not at all, right? But what those decisions were not is they were not made in fear. And what the ancestors said is that fear keeps you from seeing the shape of your initiation and it keeps you from being able to move into that space, And so let us all engage in this time as an initiatory space and move into it and be changed by it so that we do not need to be reminded again that we are all deeply and intimately connected, that all of our actions affect everything all the time. And even when we don't feel connected, even when we don't feel powerful, we are let us not forget that ever again. So I give thanks to the helping spirits around us, the well ancestors and those who are non-human. We give gratitude to the earth below and the sky above and the heart that unites us all. I'm just letting you all know that we are adjusting our time for things because we're a little bit late based on everything that's going on, but all of our online programs will continue this year. Nothing will be canceled. They will all go forward. Things are just going to start a little bit later than was projected months ago before we knew what we would all be doing at this time. Uh, so feel free to go to lastmaskcenter.org to see what's going on. 
and uh, know that I'm going to get in there and change some dates as we all regroup and how to go forward uh, with these offerings for those of you that are wanting to learn something new so that we can create a different world. Thank you, everyone. Stay safe. <laughs>